0: Breath. Okay, we're up to Ein Chesam and Beis, two lines from the bottom. So, we start here until the end of the parak, the Gemara is continuing with the following Chiddush of, of Rav Hanina. Rav Hanina said that we said in the, you know, we've had this concept that if someone is quiet and they hear a neder, the father, or the husband are quiet, they have 24 hours. Quiet is basically like. It's, it's we're unclear what it is, and then after 24 hours, it's passively an acceptance of the nether. Rav Hanina said yesterday, if it's clear that he's quiet because he's upset, and he's quiet because he wants to make her squirm, then he could have two weeks. Meaning, the reason why quiet after 24 hours times out is because we're unclear of his intention. But if we're clear from his intention that he actually wants to nullify the vow, he could have a month. That was Ruchanina's statement. Now from here until the end of the parak, we're gonna be asking kashas and oh, there's, there's, it's cars, I said. So Mosir Rachizr, Kasha. Again, right now we're saying that basically you could have an additional past 24 hours if it's clear that you're you're being quiet is due to the anger about her nether. Rukhani Kasha. The Bryce says like this: in some ways. Nullifying the vow is more has stringencies that don't apply to being make him the vow, which is uh, confirming the vow. And in some way I- areas of confirmation is more severe than nullification. So it, you know it, there's a humr one way, there's a humr the other way. <laughs> well, I haven't said anything. That, that nullification in some areas is more severe than nullification and nullification in some areas is more severe than confirmation. In some areas is more severe some areas not I mean, different Allah's. What are we talking about? Chaymer Baha'Kim, what in what area is um, is is confirming the vow uh, more severe? So it says the Gemara, vein Because being quiet times out after twenty four hours. Being quiet is a confirmation. Being quiet is never a nullification. There's no such thing as me being quiet and the and the vow is gone. So right to nullify the vow, you have to say it's gone. But being quiet will turn into a confirmation. So that's an area where a confirmation is more severe in Halacha. Again, I'm sorry, again. Being quiet is not going to nullify. It'll only qualify, it'll only be positive. Correct. Cayim Beliboy. Then the b'risa continues. If you are if you confirm the the nether in your heart, Kaim, it works. Meaning if in your heart you say, That's a good nether, then it works. If in your heart you want to nullify the vow, no good. You have to verbalize it. Okay, that's another area where confirmation is more severe. Now, Kayim, another one. Kayim in Once you confirm it, you can't nullify it anymore. But Hafer and Yochel kayim. in this area it's the same. Because when you nullify, you can't confirm it anymore. Once you do one, that's it. You only have one card to play. Fine. Now, by the way, we haven't addressed how nullification is more severe we've just mentioned the areas where confirmation is more severe we haven't gotten there yet okay fine but the point is you see over here that the brysa teaches that if you're quiet after 24 hours it turns into a confirmation so what type of quiet katani it's you see from here that if you're quiet after 24 hours you time yourself out My love, b'shoysik, I'm What type of quiet are we referring to? Are we not referring to even the case where I'm quiet because I'm angry? Meaning, before yesterday's Gemara, we thought that after 24 hours of being quiet. It's a confirmed vow in all scenarios. Comes Rav Chizda, Rav Chanina, and Rav Hanina says, no, Rav Yeah, comes Rav Hanina and he says, no, 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 if you're quiet because you're angry, you have a month. This, Bryce, says you have 24 hours. What type of quiet are we referring to? Are we not even referring to a case where you're quiet when you're angry? And you see, even in such a scenario, you only have 24 hours? And it's not like Rav Hanina? No, perhaps not. Perhaps if you're quiet when you're angry and you're clearly unhappy about the vow, you could have a month. When this Bryce says 24 hours, it's where you're quiet because you're happy, right? We said yes. there's three different types of quiet. You could be quiet, you're like, hmm, oh, good, made of a vow, mm, quiet, quiet, but you're happy. Then you could have quiet and you're angry. And you can just have quiet. So the Gemara says, the Breyse says, 24 hours, it becomes a, a nether. So the Gemara says, well, what are we referring to? Are we not referring to a case where you're quiet when you're angry and you see you only have 24 hours he says, no, no, you're quiet and you're happy. So the Gemara says, um, well, if you're quiet when you're happy, that's that's confirming the vow. So, rather the cases where you're just quiet, stop. meaning, if you're quiet and you're happy, that's a confirmation. If you're quiet and you're angry, you have a month. And if you're quiet, it's time. Twenty-four hours. Okay, so you got you wiggled your way out. How do we know it's based on? The I guess you'd have to trust the person. I, you'd have to trust what he and says. The, I, the whole thing. I, I don't know. I would have no idea how to how how the Rabbana would be able to figure this the base out. Based on who makes that decision? Yeah, I guess so. I would, I have no idea how they figure this out. I guess they could figure out from his body language. I don't know if well, the guy's a poker the player. they don't see the body language at the time. Like that's also true. That's, Simon, that's also true. Also, it's it's the guy's a poker player, right? If he if he's angry and he's just looking and saying nothing. Then he only has twenty four hours, but if he's—I don't know—it's—it's very hard to know, to be honest with you. Um, Now just before we continue with questions of Hanina, we didn't, we have to finish the Brysa because the Brysa said that in some areas confirmation is more severe than nullification, in some areas vice versa now we've mentioned how confirmation is more severe, but we haven't mentioned where nullification is more severe, where being and is more, is more as a stringency, so what's an area where nullification is more khammer? what's an area of halacha, so I'm Rav Yitzchak nishalim ala you know what the halacha is? Let's say a, a, a husband confirms the vow; he can go to a rabbi and do ataris in the darim and remove the confirmation. But once you nullify the vow, there's no undoing it. So that's in, right. A, a husband says, "Oh, it's a good vow." He can go to a rabbi and do ataris in the darim on the confirmation and, and wipe that away and back to square one, where he could choose to nullify or to confirm. Even, so, even in case where uh, they do a silent. Correct. You can still always get a rabbi to undo the kium of the nether but once you nullify the vow, it's gone. There's no. There's no way to undo that. Undo what? Meaning the husband really, decides to change his mind. Is it really a chumra? He didn't want to nullify it. Yeah. Right, so you make another vow. True, but the point is, but you can never bring that vow back. You can never bring that back, yes. that, that vow back. That really well, it just Bible? means that that vow, that's just, that's an area, well, because a lot of people won't want to make another vow because making vows is not a good thing. So the point is, if you confirm the vow and then you make, you have charata, whatever, you can go to a Rabbi, do a tarasadarim, and then the confirmation is removed. But once you nullify, it's gone. That's the area where the halacha is different between nullification and confirmation. Yeah. It's her vow, not his. True. So she has to remake it. and say Okay, fine, fine, but, but, but yeah. So. It's not really a hummer. It is a chumra. It's that Nothing you could, it, be okay, be fine. A uh, it's a um, the result is a chumra, not the not the mechanism of it. But yeah, now we're back to asking questions on Rav Chanina again. Rav Chanina comes in with this khidish. Normally we assume that if you're quiet, you have twenty four hours. Comes Rav Chanina, he says, well, if you're angry, you could have a month. Masiv Rav uh, Masiv Rav Kahana. The pasuk says, lo isha." The pasuk says that if you're quiet, you have twenty-four hours. Now. The Gemara assumes this is even if you're angry, not like Rav Even if you're angry, you only have 24 hours. How do you know that? Again, there's three different types of being quiet. There's quiet because I'm angry, there's quiet because I'm happy, and then there's quiet Stam. So the Pasuk says you have 24 hours. says the Gemara, the Pasuk is referring to when you're quiet when you're angry. Even then, you only have 24 hours, not like Rav Chanina. The Gemara says, how do you know? Maybe the Pasuk is only referring to when you're quiet and you're happy. Then, then, uh, 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 then it turns into another. But if you're quiet and you're angry, maybe you have a month. How do I know what it's referring to? The answer is, it says "hacharish" twice. One is quiet when you're happy. One is quiet when you're angry, and they both have the same halacha as 24 hours. So you see, because it says the halacha twice. One's when you're happy, one's when you're angry. And even when you're angry, there's no no difference. not like Rav Haninu says you have a month. Oh, so the Gemara says, Okay, rejected. Now, before we continue, the Gemara says, why is it a rejection? You're telling me there's two. There's two psukim. So why go with quiet when you're angry? Do this. One pasuk is when you're quiet when you're happy. One pasuk is when you're quiet, stam. Both have 24 hours. But when you're quiet when you're angry, you have a month. How do you know? You have two psukim, but you got three different types of quiet. The answer is... Um, There's a third pasuk. So, the, uh, where's the third pasuk? Rashi says, Hacharish, Yacharish. So, Hacharish, Yacharish, Hecharish. Three. It says, hecharish Yacharish, La'isha. That's two, and then ki ha'cherish lo isha, which is a third. So it says three. One is for quiet when you're happy. One is quiet when you're angry. One is quiet stam. All of the same halachas, which is not a month. And are these all psukim the same? Yeah, within a couple of psukim of each other. I thought it was the words, two words from the same person. Yeah, it is. Oh, ha'cherish yachru Isha. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It's in the same passage. It says, it says three times, three different types of quiet. Tiyufta, he's rejected. Now, although we rejected it, we're still going to ask more kashas on him because just in case that tiyufta is removed, we want to want to keep when you keep him down. So the Gemara says another this is basically it's a very simple kasha the Breis, the Misha said that if a woman makes another right before Shabbos is over an hour before Shabbos is over she only has an hour because it's not 24 hours it's the end of the day and if you don't make for it now it's too late it's clear from the Gemara that there's no way to push it past 24 hours meaning the, 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 it's a very simple proof it's clear from the Mishnah that when you make a neder, you have to the end of that day. And there's no way to push push it past, right? Because it says, the whole point of the Mishnah is you have to the end of Shabbos. So if you make the neder Friday night, you have the whole Shabbos. If you make the neder an hour before sunset, you got an hour. But wait a minute. According to Khanina, I could have a month. How? Show that you're angry. And then it pushes and then you keep going. The fact that the Mishnah makes no reference of any of this possibility means... It's the end of that day. That's it. Zehu. There's no ex- There's no extending. That's the point of the kashas, that it's very clear from the mission that there's no extending it. That was one opinion. That was the other one. No, nope, but even it. he said 24 hours. No one says that there's an option to push it past that. The point is, according to Chanina, why are we so worried about, oh, Shabbos, 24 hours. It's just like, just show that you're angry. You got a month. The answer is, his opinion is not accepted. That's Tiofta uh, One more kasha. Moshe Ravashi, the Bravashi says another kasha from another brisa. The brisa says like this: You have the husband and the father have twenty four hours or that halachic day, from when they hear about the nether, right? Once they hear the nether, clock starts. Fine, because they, they may not have been around where the wife made the nether. It has to be once they hear the nether, the clock starts. Says the Gemara. Let's say a guy who's not religious, or well, not not religious, he's not very learned. He hears about the nether Monday morning. Doesn't say anything. A week later, he goes to a halacha shir, and he hears there's a concept of nullifying vows. He's like, I had no idea. The answer is the 24 hours starts from right then. Because it's not from when he heard it, because... He hears about the nether, he really but he doesn't, he, he didn't say anything. So could be years ago. A, a month later, he goes to a shir, finds out there's a thing called Nalofar, he had no idea what the halacha was, all of a sudden, 24 hours start from then. Makes sense, because his, he had no, you can't give him 24 hours, he didn't know there was a thing called Hafar Asadar. Okay, that's the brysa. Then the brysa continues. What about the opposite? Let's say a husband hears about the nether, knows that you can nullify vow, but just doesn't know if this nether falls under the qualification. Meaning, the husband is clearly unhappy. The, clear, the husband is clearly <laughs> unhappy, and he doesn't like that there's a nether. Yeah? He hears about the nether, is unhappy. He, he knows that there's a thing called hafar sadarim. But as we're going to see in the next mission, the next parak, not every nether falls under the category. He didn't know this nether falls under the category. See, here's about the nether Monday morning. Knows there's a nether, knows there's a concept that you can nullify vows. He just doesn't know if this nether falls under the qualification. What's the halach? It's a machloikis. And then he finds out like three days later, oh, that nether that your wife took on Sunday, you know you could have nullified it. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was an option. It's a machloikis tanoi. Any e day she is a nether. Remeir amalei efer. says, too late. You had 24 hours. Or you had your day. <laughs> say, no, no, you, it starts from now. So, according to the Fathom, how old can this nether Whenever you find out that you were able to I, nullify i a person, I did 10 years ago, it starts now when I found out. Correct. <laughs> wow. Now, here's the Kasha. Again, this last case is the husband hears about the vow, knows it's a nether, knows it's a concept of Afar he just doesn't know that this nether falls under that category. What does he think Not every nether falls under the category of Afar Sadaram. I'll be honest with you. If someone would ask me a shayla, I would not know the answer. We're going to see in the next mission. It has to be Enoi Nefesh, and there's a machlekes of Yaisin the Rabbanon, and not every nether falls under the category that the husband can nullify. So the husband doesn't know that you can nullify that vow. He knows there's a thing. He just doesn't oh, know this nether falls under the category. He finds out three days later. The Chum say, too late. But why? The Gemara says, According to Rav Hanina, if the guy hears about the vow and isn't unhappy with it, he could have an extension up to a month. This guy heard about the vow. He wasn't happy about it. He just clearly not happy about it. He wants to nullify it. He just didn't know that this nether falls onto that category. What do the Chavim say? Too late. Well, Why? If you're telling me that being unhappy extends it, this guy's unhappy. He's for sure unhappy. He didn't want. He wants the nether to be removed. He just didn't know that this nether falls under the category that it's possible. But if it was, he'd be super into removing it. What do Chacham say? Too late. You had your day. Well, why? The answer is because there's no extending past twenty-four hours. Not like Grav Chanina. The Gemara says to so Yufta. Chanina says, do you have the extension?" Correct. And all of these prices and Mishnayos indicate not. Yeah, I thought said that extension. No, no, no. Chanina was an amora who said that if a husband is quiet but he's unhappy, you could extend it past a month. And basically every single kasha is the same, which is every indication from these tanoic literatures that there's no extending, basically. But he still keeps his sheet, though. I mean, he's rejected by all the tanoim. I don't know what he himself holds, but... uh. So wait, I'm just a little confused. Uh, Who's the one that says that if you're quiet... And then you find out about it, 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 it uh, he could, at that point, he couldn't read the... Uh, well, he's quiet. Did he know that there's a thing called a tarasadarim? he didn't know. It. If he didn't... No, that's that's the first opinion of mayor So, okay, fine. Now, new topic. New parak, new topic. And that is, what type of nidarim can a husband nullify? A husband or father? Not every nether. So... The Mishnah says like this: "Elu nadarim shu These are the nedarim that a husband or father can nullify for their wife, and that is "dvarim she'ishem inu nefesh. It has to be the type of nadar that causes her distress. Now, defining distress, we're going to see. Now, everything causes a little bit of distress, but let's say she makes a nedar; she's not going to shop, uh, she's not going to eat in this pizza shop. That's not that's not distress. Go to another pizza shop. The example the Gemara is going to give is if she makes a nether that she's not going to eat any fruit for the rest of her life, that's, that's distress. Things that basically are affecting her whole life, those are the types of nadarim that he could remove. Now, pause. The Gemara is going to ask a very obvious question, which is the Posuk describes a different type of nether that a husband could remove, and that's lavena, the type of nether that affects their ability to be together, marital relations, their, har- their harmonious lifestyle. So why is the Mishnah only specific saying things that affect her, her like cause her distress? What about the things that affect their marriage? So we'll get, we'll get to that. Fine. Now, what's it? What's an example of Nedarim that caused her distress that he could remove? <speaking in Spanish> if I wash or if I won't wash, we're going to have to figure out exactly what the case is, but it seems like not showering. If she basically makes another, she's never going to shower again. That causes her distress, and that probably also causes them to be a problem as well. That causes her distress. If I put on makeup, if I don't put on makeup, meaning she asks her all makeup. Again, these things, these things the distress. Go to the next page. I'm Rav Yosef. If Yosi disagrees. Now we're going to have to figure out exactly, by the way, what exactly is her nether, because all she said was, "If I wash or if I don't wash, that's not really a nether. I don't, that's just a stipulation." She obviously, we don't exactly know what what she said, but if doesn't believe that that's the type of nether that can be removed, removed. But we don't really know what she said to understand and appreciate what why, Rav Yossi why said. Why would you know what she said? She, she just shows. said, "If I shower, if I don't shower, what was this? St- that's a stipulation." If I say to you, I made a nether, yeah, and you're like, okay, what'd you say? I said, if I shower, if I don't shower. You know, you'd ask me, what the heck are you talking about? Well, is what? what the actual nether? The yeah, no. Well, well, she's, if well, it's within the realm of showering or not showering. No, no, I understand really that, but no, noise. but she, she had to say something. We don't exactly know what she said. All she said was, if I shower or if I don't shower, that's not a nether. <laughs> that's clearly a part of a statement that we're missing the rest of it. Because all she said is, if I shower, if I don't shower. I don't know what that means. That doesn't have much meaning. But a lot of times in the dharam, we we understand things from the way people say it. No, but what's the subject of the nether? What does she have to do to trigger the not showering? Or is the not showering a stipulation? If I shower, then I won't eat food. Or If I don't shower, I will eat food. Like, what, what is the actual formulation? I think I'm going to address that. Okay. So what are examples, says Rav Yossi, of a neda that is something the husband can nullify, because he doesn't like the showering one, whatever that was. She says, I swear I won't eat any fruit. That's, that's a big deal. Again, they also have to realize their diet, was like fruit and vegetables was a very big area of their diet because they couldn't afford proteins. So she asked all fruit. Like, that's that's not like a tenable situation. Now, what if she says, Paris Medina Zu'alai? What if she said, I'm not going to eat fruit from America? So that, Yahweh Medina you don't have to nullify that. She can get fruit from Canada. Meaning, okay, she didn't ask her all fruit. She asked all fruit from one country. So get fruit from another country. Peris Let's say she says, I swear I won't go to Wasserman's. So, then just don't go to Wasserman's. Go to Seasons. Like, whatever. You, didn't, you just asked one store, then go to a different store. But, what if she asked one store? She asked at always He said, okay, so why is that a net that doesn't distress her? Go to a different store. What if Wasserman's is the only store that's willing to give you on credit? He can't afford to pay and he needs someone to work with him. To, to, to lend them the money on credit. If Wassamins is the only store that will do that, by her saying she's not going to eat Wassamins, it's basically her saying she's not going to eat any fruit because I can't afford from other places. So then you could nullify the vow. Okay, back to the Gemara. We're going to start with the Gemara's cash. The Gemara's cash is like this. We said in the Mishnah, what's an example of a neder that a husband can nullify? And we said it's what causes her distress. Now let's say something doesn't cause your distress, you can't nullify. Now if you stop right here, if you were to just learn this Mishnah and a kid were to ask you what's the type of Nadarim that a husband can nullify, you would say only ones that cause distress. The problem is the Pasuk mentions another category and that's things related to a husband and wife, marital relations and other things. So why is the Mishnah only mentioning distress? What about the other category, which is found in the Pasuk? Says the Gemara, Nidra ina nefesh shaman nefesh, Mefar. the only types of category of nedarim that a wife, can, a husband can nullify, are the nedarim that are, that are cause her distress Vatanya, what about the other category? The Pusik says, <laughs> that there are nadarim that are between husband and wife. That a husband is allowed to nullify vows that affect their relations. So if let's say she makes an ad that she's not going to live together with him, he's allowed to nullify that. Why? Because the Pusik says that. Now that may not cause her distress, but that's Beinah Leveinah. So why is the Mishnah only referencing the category of distress when there's an entire other category of Beinah Leveinah, which is marital relations and harmony in the marriage, that's not being mentioned in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Omri. So basically the question is why is not, not in the Mishnah. The answer is, Va V'halayn Mefer. The husband can nullify both categories. Both categories are True. Why does the Mishnah only mention one? Because there is a difference between the two. What's the difference? Okay. Now, this was this line. This is going to be taken out. Yeah, I'll just read it, but it really should be taken out. Bit amen nefesh. nefesh, Fine. Basically, my answer is like this. You know what the difference is? Really, a husband can nullify both categories. Category one is causes her distress. Category two is affect their marital relations. Why is the marital relations on the Mishnah? Because the halachas are different. How are the halachas different? halachas like this. When a husband nullifies the ones with distress, it's gone forever. Even if they get divorced, it's gone the ones that are related to their marital relations is only when he nullifies it, it's only nullified temporarily. When they get divorced, then another comes back. What? Yeah. What, 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 what the what mechanism it? of it, I have no idea how that works. It's like it's a, 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 a temporary, temporary halt. It's it's different in a, in oh, interesting, a, yeah. This is different. This is yeah, different. yeah, this is actually, I you don't know otherwise. So when a husband can nullify the ones that cause her distress, it's nullified forever. Even if she gets divorced, it's gone. But... The ones that are married, that affect their marital relations, it's temporarily gone. The second they're divorced, comes back. So let's say she makes a nether that I'm not going to groom myself in such a way that would cause them to not be able to have relations, whatever the case is. So the halach is, he's like, no, get rid of that. Nether's gone. They get divorced, nether's back. Okay? True. Yeah, and I get why it would be. The the mechanism is a chiddish. But what if she gets married again and she can't? Himself anymore, well not he for he them. Until they, he oh the it's only for him. right. Oh, right? Him. It was clearly a nether that only affected him because it's a husband and wife nether. Right. So you yeah, said the nether came back. True. So for now she cannot oh, so that means that Yaakov can never marry Rachel. Meaning Rachel is married to Yaakov. Rachel makes a nether that affects her ability to have relations with Yaakov. Yaakov nullifies it. They get divorced, the nether comes back. It will only affect their relationship. So if they remarry, that would be a problem. Right? It won't affect her ability to marry Reuven because her nether was only a, a, about no, her and her husband. No, no, but we're when assuming... It's herself that's going to affect the husband. No, 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 we're affu- assuming that it's the type of nether. We'll go through it. It's the type of nether that affects... Let's go It's very simple. I'm not going to live with Yaakov. Yep. I'm not living with my husband. Specifically, I'm not living with my husband. So then he nullifies it. It's not nullified forever. It's only nullified while they're married. The second they're divorced, it comes back, which, by the way, means that they can never remarry. Because you can't marry a woman that, unless you get rid of the vow because you can't marry a woman. Here's the problem. You're telling me that the second they get divorced it comes back. The problem is You tell me is that true that it comes back automatically when they divorce? divorced? By the way, the mechanism of how that works no idea how that works. It's like a temporary halt, which we haven't seen. But okay, but that's the halacha. That if he, if she asserts relations with her husband, he nullifies it, it's nullified as long as they're married. The second the divorce, it comes down. Here's the problem. The problem is, The says <laughs> No good, I'll tell you why. The halacha was. This is a whole sugya. What was this? This is a sugya in Peihei. in five days. The Gemara is going to get to the following halacha. The halacha is like this: A woman asers the husband from benefiting from his um, from his uh, from her her job. She says she says you don't get any money from my job. So yeah. So the, the, how could she say that? Oh, so. I understand. The, No, the, I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I was just finish. I, I can't focus on Okay. So the, the 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 what was I saying? Yeah. So uh, hu- that she makes oh, So she makes she makes a nether assering it's a missional later on. She makes a nether assering the husband from getting her 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 paycheck. There's two opinions amongst the tanoim. First Tano, huh? We we had this many, many, many many, many years ago. Many many years ago. Uh we have this and I think that's the first Tana says you don't have to do anything. Why? She doesn't have the right to asser you because the paycheck is yours. Ravy ben disagrees, he says, no, nullify the vow. I'll tell you why. Because if you don't nullify the vow, what if you get divorced? Right? The vow is not valid while they're married because it's his paycheck. The second they get divorced, the vow is is valid, and you can never remarry her. Because you can't marry a woman that you that you that you can't uh, that the financially is cut off. Says Menuri, nullify the vow because it's Baina it affects your relationship. Nullify it. Why? That way when you get divorced, it's also gone. What do you see? You see that a vow that's Baina that he removes continues, removal continues after divorce. That's Ravihman Nuri's whole point. So how could you say that these type of vows are only temporarily the move? But the second they're divorced, it comes down. Ravi Manuri's whole point is nullify the vow so that it's gone even after you divorce her so you could remarry her. So, how could you say that it comes back the second they're divorced? It's not true. It doesn't come back the second they're divorced. That was ben Manuri's whole point. Nullify those type of vows so that when they get divorced, it's still gone, so that you could remarry her. So how could you say that it automatically comes the second they're divorced? It doesn't. So the Gemara answers. But so again, says that you should be Mafir the Nether. I'm gonna say it. Say Mafir the Nether. You should remove the nether, because if you don't remove the nether, then the second you get divorced, the nether comes down, you're not gonna be able to remarry her So remove the nether said so it's gone. What do you see? It's gone. So how could you see that it comes back the second of the divorce? That's Ravenhri's whole point, is that it doesn't come back the second of the divorce. So the Gemara answers. <laughs> no, what what I meant is like this. Nidre <laughs> inain nefesh mefer b'in Answers like this. The nadarim that affect her distress are gone forever. The nadarim that are between their marriage, it's temporarily gone. It doesn't come back when they're divorced. It comes back when they can never remarry again. Meaning, you you get rid of the nether, it's gone. Temporarily. You get divorced, it's still gone. The second she marries someone else, because once she marries someone else, you can't remarry the first husband because it's anachs then the nether comes in. Or so the kohen. Or the kohen, or if he dies. All, meaning so the nether is not automatically come back when they're divorced. It comes back when they can never remarry again. Despite all opinions, Huh? Despite all opinions? Yes. But then, uh, well, who cares? They can't what do you mean? Anyway. So who said? Why can't they rem- What do you mean? They can't get remarried. Anymore. Why not? You just said it's when they're with somebody who then causes them not to be able to be married again. What? It will cause them not to be married again. Yeah, that's why the, it won't the the nether is removed and comes back when they cannot remarry. Exactly. So what do you need the nether for? They can't get remarried. If you get rid of the nether, they can't. That's why you the nether won't stand. No. Oh, you no. My fellow, good point. No, it's a good point. You're saying what's the point? Why does it come back? There are halachas of when the come back. I'm not sure. You're saying what does it matter because they can't remarry anyway. Yeah. What does it matter that there's an additional nether? I'm sure there are halachas that affect the nether. Maybe the nether affects others as well. Interesting. Even with the divorce, there's still, there's still some something. There's still I hear what you're saying. There. I hear the just saying. There's still something. Well, and by the way, and I don't know the the, the, the makeup of the nether. I'm sure there are some, there's some halachas that the netherim is affected by. Um, should I quickly run through this? You know, we'll stop here. The next Ahmed is super short. We'll pick it up tomorrow from these two dots. And, uh, yeah, this, the next summit is super short. We'll be able to do it. Have a nice day. Is the owner coming?